Shalom, shalom. Welcome to Rivkus, the CJN podcast, sponsored by Canadian Race Relations Foundation. This is where Jews of color are amplified, talking about all things Jewish, Israel, whatever. My guest today is Leah Chaya. I am so pleased to have her. We've been kind of, how do you say, like Facebook friends, it feels like for forever. And it is my pleasure to have a conversation with her today. So let me tell you a little bit about Leah. She is an entrepreneur, attorney, legal consultant, proud founder of Am Ahad Inclusive Alliance, which is a nonprofit dedicated to fostering an inclusive Jewish community that embraces diversity, and it's especially for Jews of color. Originally from New Jersey, Leah's journey has taken her from Orthodox Judaism to now identifying as a traditional Jew. As a mom to four amazing Black Jewish gentlemen, diversity and inclusion are at the core of her personal and professional life. Leah holds a BA in Business Administration from Washington State University and a law degree from Seton Hall University School of Law impressive as you know what. <laughs> so, welcome. I, I can't tell you, when you agreed, I was so, to use the British expression, so chuffed to have you here. So, well, thank you. Oh for my God, super me. cool, super cool. <laughs> so let's dive in. So first of all, we would like to know, I would like to know, a little bit more about you. Like you, you, you talked about your four amazing, I love it. Your, you mentioned your four amazing black Jewish gentlemen. I think that is awesome. I've had a glimpse yes. into your life and they, they seem incredible. So tell me how you went from Orthodox Judaism to traditional Jew. So let's, can we explore a little bit about why the shift? What was your thinking behind that? Okay. Well, you know the orthodox community can live can can seem like you're living in a fishbowl at times and mm -hmm. i was going through a divorce with my ex-husband and i didn't feel that um the community was as supportive mm -hmm. as i felt it should be mm -hmm. and so i went through a time where i was really questioning my relationship with Hashem. Wow. And so, you know, I went through that process. At the end of it, I came out the other side. First, I have to say, I did go off the Dara for <laughs> a short period oh my of God. time. I love that you... I, I'm going to be honest. I love that you said that because I love that expression, you know, regardless of what it means. Like, I, I'm a little OTD. So <laughs> okay, you went, o you went OTD. So I... I, I did go off the derrick for for a short period of time, but then I came back and I said, you know, you know, I do I do love Hashem. I just felt that I didn't have to identify as being an Orthodox Jew in order to do that. I still live within a Jewish community. Mm -hmm. My kids still attend yeshiva. Mm -hmm. We observe Shabbos, mm -hmm. and so you know, I'm doing all the things, right? 
right. you know, Orthodox Jews would do, keep kosher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, and so I just don't feel that I need to identify as an Orthodox Jew. Why put a label on my level of religiosity when it's not necessary? Absolutely. Did you find because you, do you find because you went OTD that not well obviously not only did your relationship shift but do you, do you find now that it there's an additional meaning to it because it's because you did go OTD do you know what I'm trying to say like do you find yes yeah yeah I, I think that now I have a, a stronger connection to a shim mm -hmm. because I did that you know I could have stayed OTD mm -hmm. um, but I came back yeah. and I didn't have to you yes. Know? And so now the relationship that with that I have with Hashem is is more important to me than ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How was it? Um, because I'm going we're going to we, obviously because I do want to hear more about uh, the nonprofit that you founded. But how did you find walking through the community, your community, whatever community? Um, as a Jew of color, in particular, an Orthodox Jew of color at the time. Oh, <laughs> it, it was like, all righty. <laughs> well, yeah. So we we may use this as a segue into yep. organization. So, I mean, being a Jew of color, um, let, let's just be realistic in any in any Jewish environment, Orthodox, conservative, reform or, you know, no you know, label non-denominational, I'll just say that, um, you typically have the same issues. And it was something that I found out, you know, as I was joining different groups, especially on Facebook, where mm -hmm. you're meeting Jews from all over the world and all over the country. Right. And our stories are all the same. Mm -hmm. Walking into a synagogue, you know, where you're, or even getting into a synagogue, you right. know, if you can do that, um, sometimes, you know, you can't even get in because you're seen as suspicious. Right. You know, so initially going into my community, you know, I had some hiccups. Of course, mm -hmm. we all have hiccups. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I mean, I, I really have to, to think about it because I'm just I'm thinking about all of the events oh, that wow. have transpired over the years in the various communities. Mm -hmm. You know, so I can't sit here and say that they were all positive. They weren't, you know, right. and I mean, and it has changed me in such a way, you know, I mean, ideally, we're told that we're Jews and we should be accepted as Jews everywhere. But the fact is, the reality is that we aren't, mm -hmm. you know, we aren't. You know, we live in a very Ashkenazi normative world. Right. And when people think of Jews, they think of white. Right. And we are so, we are not that. Right. We are definitely not that. So if we're walking into an environment, the first thing people see is our skin color. Mm -hmm. And so they're thinking, okay, that person isn't Jewish. Why are they here? And so, you know, it's just... That's one of the reasons why I started this organization, because I, you know, I was so fed up with um, hearing the stories, dealing with the stories 
always having to warn my children when they go to different communities. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my son Yoni went to Muncie recently for a Shabbos and I was like, oh my God, oh. I know Muncie. I know yeah. Muncie very well, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I had to talk him, I had to talk to him prior to going and, you know, had to ask him questions about how he would handle certain situations. And so I'm always talking to my children because they're very protected. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows them in this community. This is the community they were born in. Everyone knows them at their at their school. They've right. been there since they were practically born. Uh, every other Jewish community around here, people know my family. People know them, you know, and people know of us. So it's not really an issue around here. But yes. when you venture out, you that see? is when you have issues. It's almost like, you know, as as black people black women in particular we ha- we have conversations with our children and i'm not even saying as black jewish women as black women we have particular conversations with our children and our male children about yes. what to watch for in the world beyond our doors and how to be mindful mm-hmm. how to behave around how to i'm saying this in quotation marks behave around um law enforcement etc and it seems like there's another layer for those of us who are parents to black jewish children black jewish gentlemen you know and it's it's a whole other thing so it's 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 it just piles on right it does it does so you you have to deal with the the racism in in society and then you have to deal with the racism within the religious part of your life as well right you know? right and so where 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 do you find a place where you can feel safe and welcoming. Yeah, where you, you can know? just be. I have where noticed. You can just be. I have noticed too that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I hmm. I, I lurk on your page. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I do. Sometimes I comment. Sometimes I. But I'm like, dang. But I have noticed, and it feels like there is, um, a progression. You have become more and more like I'm not taking this anymore person, you know, Absolutely. and I've definitely seen that movement, that shift where it's like, don't mess with her and don't mess with her <laughs> children. Right. I, I was thinking right. like, was it the basketball? Right. Oh, yeah. You're so, oh, I was yes. like, <gasps> so share, if you don't mind sharing that, cause I was just oh, like, <gasps> and you know what I was, I was actually going to bring that up too. <laughs> okay, so the situation is this. Uh, my son, he is one of a handful of black Jew, well, black Jewish students there. I think, you know, uh, before the majority were mine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and now they have one or two. Oh my gosh. Some other place, you know. Uh-huh. And so um, I believe, and see, I know I'm probably going to butcher this. I am, I don't know anything about basketball. Sorry, Dad. Uh oh. <laughs> Um, but, um, he was the first in the school to, um, do a triple double, I'm going to say. Okay. And so, and that, and from what I hear, that's an amazing thing. And so there was some yeshiva basketball organization at the game and they took pictures and they, they have a social media presence on Instagram and they posted a picture with my son's stats, stats. 
with a a white Jewish child. I'm telling you. With his name as well. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, I found out about it a couple of days after it was posted. I went in, I looked at the comments, and my son's friends mentioned that that is not my son. You know, that's not my, that's not, (laughs) that's that's not him. Yoni, that's not him, you know? Um, So, you know, can you change it? They did nothing. And then I found out that the child that, whose picture they used was standing I think there were two kids in the picture there was that one child in the front the one child in the back and right next to the child in the back was my son Yoni wow so they cropped him out of the picture they even took it to a whole other level yes a whole other level his friends were saying in the comments no it's he's the black one he's the black one (laughs) you know and and still nothing for days. And then I went on and I commented and I said, well, that is not my son. And, you know, I had to throw in that's my, not my son's likeness and, uh, uh, you know, all the legalese and everything. Yes. And um, and so I I asked them to put the proper picture mm-hmm. or I would have to report it because, again, that's not my son. That's some other kid. You know, exactly. And instead of correcting because it was uh, a it was like a a. Um, a one shot one 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 photo that listed the game and then my son's picture of Mm -hmm. well what was supposed to be my son's picture and a whole host of other pictures from the game they deleted the entire post wow you know instead of just correcting Correcting it own it own it right right and so i mean of course it was an infuriating experience because racism exists and we know that Mm -hmm. racism exists in the jewish community and so to see it so blatant like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. so blatant, they did not want to give my son credit for his accomplishment. Exactly. You know, it was infuriating. They cropped and of course, him. They cropped him out. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, later on, they, you know, they eventually posted him with his stats. But I mean, after yeah. I had to become mama bear. Yeah. So how did your son feel? What was his take on it all? He tends to think that I overreact about these things, you know, but I, I just think that it's because in some ways, I mean, he's coddled, you know, and I talk about racism all the time. I mean, we, I, I play the books in the car on the way to school because right. I'm like, no, you will not be the black Jewish kids going to this, you know, majority Ashkenazi school who don't know anything about black history. Yeah. History. Yeah, yeah. You have to. And so, you know, he didn't think it was a racist thing until I really sat him down and spoke to him about it because I, I wanted to know from him why he didn't step up. Why did he allow his friends to step up on his behalf? Right. And he said, well, they said they were taking care of it. I said, oh, no. I said, no. I said, you were supposed to be in the forefront mm-hmm. of making sure that your likeness is represented and someone else is not taking credit yes. for your accomplishment. Yes. And if they want to help, that's wonderful. But you need to be in charge of that. You do not delegate that responsibility to someone else. Absolutely. Because even if we take out the racism, even though we know it's 100%, in my opinion, racially motivated but even if we take out the racism there it is the case of you're not getting your credit for what you did 
full stop. Exactly. And, exactly. And that's, that's, that's another, like you said, another key message, you know? So in a key message, I yeah. So uh, hey, I'm with you, mom, and you're <laughs> and, and you're your mom lawyer. So hey, <laughs> hey. So yeah, so my so my kids are always like, oh please, just do the right thing, so I don't have to get her involved. Yeah, <laughs> I have a question for you with the law. Sure. So why law? My eldest son is on the spectrum, and so I was for him. And so I thought I wanted to be a, become an educational advocate. That's how it that's how it started. Okay. And did I become an educational advocate? No, because mm -hmm. I realized that I am not as zealous <laughs> for other people's children <laughs> as I am for mine. <laughs> I am a staunch advocate for my children. Hey, amen. I just don't have the same energy. <laughs> For so unfortunately. <laughs> so hence law, because I remember when you were going through that, I was like, I was, I confess, I was stinking jealous. Why? <laughs> oh, Why I, because I, I love law, and I just feel that <laughs> I feel that as a woman of a certain age, I'm past going back to school. I know it's not necessarily not, true, I was about to say but no, I'm, I'm kind of tired and kind of tired, and you got to kind of be focused. Um, you do, so, you do, <laughs> and so you do have to be focused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always, I've always loved law. I like the uh, analysis of it all yeah. because the outcome of a case or a situation can turn on one word or one event exactly. sometime, exactly. you know, oh, it, it's just so, so interesting. Yeah. Cause as part of my previous life, I did some legal nurse consulting and I found okay. it fascinating ripping through charts from, you know, a perspective as a merge nurse and saying, and like you said, one thing can change it because I always would say to people, when they first come into the eMERGE, that moment can dictate the rest of their stay. Exactly. So you, if you omit something, if you, it, it really does. And it just takes one moment. But we digress. But that's because <laughs> I, I don't want to go down the nursing path at all. At all. Don't take half measures when it comes to home security. Alarms and cameras work, but they'll only tell you that your worst nightmare just came true. Safety Screen by Metalex for windows and doors will keep your family safe and sound with real stopping power. They can't be cut, pried, or bashed in, so you can enjoy carefree ventilation in the spring and fall with peace of mind. And protect your fixed windows and doors with rock glass, an absolutely unbreakable clear covering. Call 416-638-2539 or visit metalexsecurity.com to book your free consultation. That's M-E-T-A-L-E-X security.com. Remember, prevention is always better than the cure. So let's talk about your organization. Some some questions that I have for you. Because, okay. Um, we know we're both on Facebook and we know there's like 50,000 things going on where people are like, oh, I have, even I, even I do that. You know, I have my group, not that I'm super active in it, but I have this and, and we have different iterations of Jews of color initiatives and groups. Um, so my question to you, 
is is actually why 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 now and what makes your group different i think it goes back to the fact that i am fed up because you were spot on there you know mm -hmm. and so i was thinking is there something i can do to change the status quo you know i'm so tired of everyone thinking that Ashkenazi Jews are the end-all be-all of the Jewish community, you know? And so I can't even remember how the idea came about. I think it was, um, I was reading something about someone who's halakhically Jewish, a Jew of color, mm -hmm. who had just decided to turn their back on Judaism because they were so tired of the treatment that they wow. were receiving in Jewish environments. And that touched me on such a profound level because I thought about my boys, mm -hmm. right? And I thought about, like, again, they're coddled here. They're taken care of here. They're nurtured here. But at some point, they will leave the nest and they will go out into the world on their own. Mm -hmm. And I won't be there to protect them, you know? And so... When, you know, when I think about that, I just don't want them to get to a point where they're so fed up with being mistreated that they decide, I want nothing to do with this anymore. And so that is how, that was the birth of the idea for um, a hot inclusive alliance. Wow. Because if you notice, our slogan is a place where we don't ask how you're Jewish. I did. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, it. Because as Jews of color, and, and you know, mm -hmm. um, based on your personal experience, that if you walk into a Jewish environment, doesn't matter what environment it is, there's always someone there asking, well, how are you possibly Jewish? Right. Actually, someone actually said, said that to me once. In Not, like how that, are you Jewish? How are you, how are possibly? you possibly Jewish? Wow. Yes. And that is the most- Didn't your head blow off your body? <laughs> it, I mean, it depends on, on what day. What day Shoot. people say things <laughs> to be on. I was very stern with that person because how dare you say that to me? We know that there are plenty of people impersonating Jews. Oh my God. Who are white. Oh my God. Who are gosh. going into Jewish, in Jewish oh. communities, getting married, and, you know, getting shidduchim and everything. And you're, uh, you're asking me how am I possibly Possibly, Jewish? possibly. Leah, it's funny My you should goodness. say that. I was at, um, I just came off this education conference thing. And this young man comes up to me. This is the last day. And he looks at me and says, Rivka, I'm so glad you're here. And he's, he's a JOC. He said, because, you know, the first thing I do, he says, I look around. Who looks like me? Who looks like me? Please do that. And, I, and I said, and that. I said, is, we do this like, I see you over there. I see you, JLC. Yes, I see you, see you. Not. Yeah, I see you seeing me, seeing you, seeing me, right? And then, but then we, 
we started talking about exactly what you said. And we both <laughs> talked about how I said to him, I said, remember that story? I can't even remember when it was, where it was like a whole community infiltrated. Yes. I said, where, you know, participated in all sorts of Jewish tradition, Jewish rights, yes. Jewish Jewish legal stuff. And I said, and then yes. they were busted out. And I said, I remember, you know, on Facebook, all of us JOCs were saying, hmm, you know, that's because <laughs> because they were of a certain hue. You didn't bother to ask them, how are you Jewish? Question. How are you possibly Jewish? I said, you know that when we are in the community, you know we're legit because they've quizzed us to death. <laughs> but they blind I mean, eye quiz quiz us to death practically take a blood sample <laughs> you know everything it's like did you come not with your jew card but did you come with your dna with your surfer tickets certificates with your this paper that paper this you know drop everything. your pants we want to make sure like <laughs> so ridiculous it is ridiculous <laughs> and then despite this story about their negligence which was blinded by their their racism right which you know that the blinders they still do it to us and still won't do it to others exactly i'd be it still happens and it I, still happens people are getting married to non-Jews and don't even know don't it. even know it and don't the thing know is it because they don't question i would be i don't i Obviously, questioning regardless is pretty crappy. Exactly. But I would be if the if the if the practice was questioning everybody, then it wouldn't be a thing. Exactly. Then it wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be but a it's thing. Not everyone. It's not it's everybody. Only us. It's like it's only us. It's like do 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 radar out. How are you possibly? I will never unhear that. As I'm sure you yes. have not unheard that. Oh, oh no, I I can. I can run down so many instant instant. Oh, I can't even speak right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying though. Yeah, where you know uh, where this things like that have happened. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you another. Sure. Uh, this is back when I when I was married, and I think um, uh, Yoni was a baby at the time, and uh, my eldest was a teenager, and we had visited the shul the shul shall remain nameless mm -hmm. <laughs> and they were having a huge shabbat home and it was in a major community and so I, my husband and i are standing you know at kiddish and we're looking like oh my god there's so many jews here you know right um because it was beautiful it's a beautiful thing to see you know this whole sea of jews and this guy came up to us and i'm looking around and he looks at my husband he's in like staring right at him and he says oh we're so glad to see you here on shabbos we're open to to people of your kind now keep in of mind your kind? of your kind now he's talking to him no he's talking about but me. you i turn and i look at this man and we're in shul so i'm not going to lose my head yeah right? and i and i say to him there are some things that don't need to be said mm-hmm and he turned beet red and ran out of <laughs> ran out of the show. And I just looked at my ex husband, well, my husband at the time, and mm -hmm. I just said, "I cannot believe this happens all the time. You know, it's always yeah. something. You know." Yeah. And so that leads me back to the organization. Right. There, there are two objectives really. One to be a welcoming environment for Jew, a welcoming environment for Jews of color. Mm -hmm. You know. 
where we can have a sense of community. You know, mm -hmm. people can come, come to my home. I'm opening my home right. to people to come for Shabbos and for the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, also, I host for one Shabbos a month right now because it's a it's a, a lot to prepare your entire home <laughs> and to you know it is and to lot. get all of all of my boys all on track and all, <laughs> in line. The whole thing, you know, I'm also going to accompany them to shul because oh. they may not feel comfortable going to an Ashkenazi shul, <gasps> you know, if they've had negative experiences. And me, I'm a protector, you know. Yeah. When I think about this, these things happening, you know, I want to protect people so they feel comfortable in their own skin as right. Jews of color, you know. So I will go with them to shul. And, and beforehand, I'll say, if anyone says anything off the wall, tell me and I'll handle it. So I don't want, you know, my guests to feel put off by anything. I want it to be an open, welcoming, enjoyable experience for them. So that's the one aspect. Right. The other aspect is celebrating diversity, you know, for Jews of color globally. So at, at my Shabbos table, we will be, we will focus on one particular Jewish community for that week. We'll discuss that that Jewish community, their customs and traditions. Right. We'll also have meals <gasps> that that Jewish community. Yeah, like it, it, recently I did um, Jamaican Jews. Woohoo! So, I mean, so, <laughs> yeah. So I made I made curry chicken, what? Stew chicken, what? Steamed cabbage, um, rice and peas, <gasps> and a rum cake. Yes. Ex so I, okay, let me yes. say Jamaican style. Excuse me. <laughs> what yes. so yeah nice. so around so around the shabbos table yes we're doing our religious things but we're also talking about the diversity within the jewish community so that people know that there there are other jews out there they have different traditions it's yeah. not just ashkenazi normative that we need to focus on exactly you know? so yeah and exactly. and i think by doing that I won't always, I mean, I'll have Jews of color always, mm -hmm. but maybe we'll get some Ashkenazi Jews who Why end not? up sitting at our table. Why not? And, and they'll end up learning. Why? So I think as the organization gets bigger, this is more like the, the grassroots effort of, you know, educating people about the diversity within the Jewish community, mm -hmm. you know? So if I'm doing it, if I'm doing it this way and people are coming to my, my table and, you know, and enjoying my 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 hospitality, then I can spread the word. So then later on, they you know say if there's someone Ashkenazi, they come and then they're like, oh my god, I had no idea that we're Jamaican Jews. Exactly, I had no idea. Or I had I had no idea you know these Jews migrated from this place to go to this place. Or I had no idea there were Indian Jews, you know mm -hmm. uh, the Cochin Jews. That right. I had no idea about these things, and so. I think because I'm big on education, my my kids will tell you. Anyone who like really tells me, well, what value I am, Well, that's I'm initially what you were going to do, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so educating people on the diversity mm -hmm. fights back against Ashkenazi normativeness. That is, and so that's perfect. and and that's what I and that is what I'm trying to do here. And that's that is your. That's your niche. That's what makes you stand out 
from the myriad of other organizations exactly peace right because you i love that while jews of color obviously have a space and a place that you are recognizing the education needs to be widespread. The, exactly. the entire community needs to know about the di- diversity of us. Exactly. We can talk because about they, the di- they really don't know. They don't know. Because and obviously we know. know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that is super cool. Super cool that you did in Jamaica. <laughs> oh and I will gosh. be doing Jamaica again. <laughs> Not like because Jamaican I love food. my curry chicken. <laughs> Nothing like Jamaican food. So, <laughs> so um, you are a nonprofit. So, so yes, we're a five hundred one c three organization. Excellent. However, That's important. Oh, how, however, I have not any donations. Anybody. I've been personally financing everything. <gasps> Yes. Okay, I, we got to get it out there that you're, you know, <laughs> and this, 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 my audience is the advantage of having a lawyer assist <laughs> with the startup because your lawyer can do all that huge paperwork to become a <laughs> That's right. That's and right. And she will bill herself. <laughs> Oh my God. No, but that is so important. That is such a key. So we will get the word out there that yeah, donations welcomed, welcomed. Because, they are, they are. Because it should be a community thing anyways. Like it's not meant for okay. you to sustain this. It's a benefit to the community, period. So I think that's important okay. that that gets out there. We had we had a few people come for our initial uh, Shabbos open house Mm -hmm. um in january and so we're having uh 15 people i believe in february coming and so we're going to focus on moroccan jews (gasps) okay on that shabbos yeah so it's really exciting so we're 15 people now oh my goodness oh my goodness it's gonna be it's gonna be a full house in here but i'm so excited about it because then we get to walk to shul and all of the Jews around us will see all of these beautiful brown Jews walking through the community. I want to be there to see. I want to be there to see. They'll be like, it's like a combination of who are these people and why are there so many of them? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if I can help it, we, I don't care if, if I had people sleeping on the sofa, the floors, I don't care. I will have every square inch of this house covered with people just so that we can come together, go to shul and enjoy and and learn together. That's just what you're doing. There is such a need for that. And the mm-hmm. other piece that I absolutely love is the protective nature because there yeah. is nothing... There can we're be not nothing. protected out here. Yeah, and there's nothing protected. scarier sometimes than walking into a space that you should 
be comfortable walking in and just mm-hmm. being on edge and just yeah. and wondering if anybody's going to talk to you, look at you, or worst case scenario, try and get you escorted out by security, you know? Mm-hmm. there's And so to know that you are providing that is bloody awesome and so needed. Well, well I'm just... You know, I'm very protective of those who, quote unquote, belong to me. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm very protective of, of my people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm trying to develop a sense of community here. You know, I'm also going to be throwing barbecues and Hanukkah Uh-oh. parties and okay, things like that. Okay, you need like to give me some and... dates. I might have to make a, <laughs> I might have to take a flight. I might have to take a flight. We actually do have someone flying in. Um in February for this for the um open Shabbos, yeah. So so yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I I'm telling I'm really I'm really excited about where things can go, you know. And the, and I just feel like I'm doing Hashem's work. You totally you know? are. Awesome. But I'll definitely let you know because you, you know need to. I keep missing you. I keep missing you every time I come to Toronto. That that is what's killing me too. Like it's like no joke. You, it's at least twice, maybe three times, at least both yeah. times. You've been what, a couple of times recently? Yeah, yeah. Both times. I'm like really really? I think one time I was actually out of the country and I think the second time I was about three and a half hours away from Toronto. So I couldn't even like zip down. I was like, is she doing this on purpose? No, I had no idea. It was like, (laughs) I want us to actually meet in person. I mean, we've known each other. God, I feel like we've known each other for over a decade. It it has to be. It has been. It has been. I'm thinking at the very least, at the very least, I think we were already chatting before i'd gone to israel the first time right yes yeah and that that mm-hmm. was 2012 oh my goodness and so it was definitely before that but i feel wow. i feel like i've always felt like i knew you yeah you know that because yeah. I, I i lurk so <laughs> i follow you so i feel <laughs> i've always felt like that that i've i know you even though we've this is the first time we've actually you know voice to voice like face to face kind of thing but i always felt like that and i've always been as you well know i've always been very proud of you very proud of oh no very proud of the fact that you know you went back to school to take on something that is a challenging degree with your children you know you are the example of nothing don't tell me you can't do something Right. Because you did you it. Can, yeah. If you put yeah. Your mind to it. Precisely. And so and I've watched you and almost like I'm not gonna say like a mother, because I ain't that old. I'm gonna, say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say like kind of like an older sister from afar and just watching and embracing and and supporting you from afar because I, I find that you are an impressive woman. And I've always felt that, that way. So that's why I'm so glad to have met you in quotation marks but met so proud to have met you so so chuffed because thank yeah, you you're an example of a strong black jewish woman <laughs> so you yes, keep on yes. you keep on keeping on oh i will and yeah. so i am going to use that strength to 
make sure we're all safe and protected mm-hmm. and we feel comfortable in our skin. And thank you for that. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on Rivkush. It's been a pleasure. It's been a joy. It's been wonderful. I am definitely going to spread the word so that we can get some donations coming in. Come on, people. Support this initiative. (laughs) Support. And you do have a website. And uh, for those, I will say the name again. Am Ahad Inclusive Alliance. And if your Hebrew is challenged, that's A, M as in Mary, E, C, H, A, D, Inclusive Alliance. Check out their webpage. Please reach out. Support. is It is a nonprofit charitable organization, which means you'll get a tax receipt. All yes. righty. <laughs> so again, thank you, Leah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Rivkush is hosted by me, Rivka Campbell. We're produced and edited by Michael Freeman. Our theme music is by Westside Gravy. We're proudly sponsored by the Canadian Race Relations Foundation and hosted by the CGN Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. To support our work and everything else the CJN does, visit the cjn.ca slash donate to make a monthly donation and receive a charitable tax receipt. Thanks for listening. Scattered in the wind, never scattered to thin. To remember where we come from and the gold that's within. Zahav Yerushalayim, Asur Lishkoach, Hakdushat Ha'aretz, Shenoten Lanukoach. Scattered in the wind, never scattered to thin. To remember where we come from.